Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. some big updates. Big ones. Okay. Let me see. Which one do I want to start with? Okay. Oh, like I have anxiety just saying this. Okay. I'm going to start with the first one. This will actually be a true, true sexual road trip. No more like metaphorical sexual road trip. It'll be a true sexual road trip. Maybe I'll plan it out and like know where I'm stopping and meet up with some hookups along the way. You know what I love about like I just, what I love about my sexuality is that I'm so in tune with my body. It's sexually, it's, I'm like a racehorse. Like, it's like a racehorse. It's a sex machine. It just wants to go. It's always that they just open the door and direct you subtly, very gently. And then, like I said, you're in their lane and they take you on a journey. Each experience, each sexual encounter is like that. I do have a very exciting little vacay planned with the someone. So I'm basically going there to fuck the shit out of this, the living shit out of this poor man. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I am so excited to do this episode. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me just jump right into it. Whew, I have some big updates, big ones. Okay. Let me see. Which one do I want to start with? Okay. Oh, like I have anxiety just saying this. Okay. I'm going to start with the first one. The, the, you know, I said that I was considering moving, leaving California, which I've lived in California my whole entire life, never lived outside of California and I'm going to do it. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to move. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. Like I'm whispering. Why am I whispering? <laughs> like I, I'm in my house. Like I don't need to whisper. Oh, okay. So I finally had, I was just on the fence with this for the longest time. And I finally got the nerve or the balls or the vagina, whatever you want to call it. Talk to Mr. Big about it. And as I thought, he was just unbelievably supportive. And I think that was the reason why it was so hard for me to tell him because I knew he would be supportive. I knew that there's just like, when you have somebody like that in special in your life where we've just been in each other's lives for, and you've known someone for that long, there's just this, there's this tremendous amount of love and respect that goes beyond any kind of possession or I don't know what the word is. Just, you just really, really want the best for that person. And I've, See, I know that. And I knew that that would be the case. And that's the thing that I was afraid of. The thing that I embraced and knew the most was the thing that I was not afraid of, but just maybe a party wants someone to go, no, don't go. But he just always wants the best for me and supports. Like if I said, I'm going to had to walk in with a purple mohawk, he'd be like, you are beautiful. Like I love that purple mohawk. <laughs> 
I can't find a level, a depth that I can push this man to where he's like, no, you know, <laughs> I mean, not, that's not to say that he doesn't, he, maybe the way I put that's not fair. Yes. He's checked me before a time or two, trust me. And, but the thing is when he does, like he speaks softly, but carries a big stick. Like when you get checked by Mr. Big, you're like, Oh, I mean, like your asshole puckers. You just know like, Oh shit, I have crossed the line. It's like a naughty child. You're like, oh, remember that feeling? Like when you just knew like, Oh, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> it's that feeling like you can have that as a grown up, as a grown ass woman, you can have that. Anyway, I cried after he was so gracious. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I, I cried. And then I cried a little bit the next day, but that was a few days ago. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm at peace with it. I can't tell you why I'm moving. Something is pulling me when my friends said, Hey, that's what they wanted to do. And let's go on out there and check it out. And I was just like, yep, I'm game. I'm totally open-minded. Wasn't my idea. It just fell in my lap and something about it feels like the right thing to do. And I can't really explain it past that really. Like it's just I'm like, this feels very liberating. I'm doing it. And obviously I have that side of my personality, right? I mean, hello, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I've done for five years. I'm a very liberated when I want to do something. It's more like I go off half cocked, <laughs> you know, like I have this idea and I run with it. And I've said before on the show, like, I don't have to make the right decisions. I know I can make the decision right. And so I think the beauty of being just having life experience and wisdom, a little bit of wisdom behind you under your belt is that, you know, there's just nothing I can't recover from. What is the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is I go out there and I'm miserable, which I know it wouldn't happen, but I hate it or I'm miserable or I don't like the fact that my hair looks frizzy or what, you know, I'm getting bit by bugs because that's really the only negatives people consistently say about Florida. They're like, okay, you got to know about the humidity and you got to know about the bugs. So yeah. <laughs> my hair is going to look like a hot mess. But I talked to my hairdresser the other day about like how to handle that. It's funny. I have a friend that's from the South and she's like, well, this is what you do. My little friend, she's so prim and proper. She's like, well, this is what you do. And uh, this is how you handle it. <laughs> like, okay, Because she loves her hair. As she tells me, like the women from the South, they love their hair. And so <laughs> she's just like, here's how you handle it. Anyway, so I'm going to take all the best measures that I can. But as a side note, just as a quick little side note, when I was in getting my hair done the other day, my, my hair, my, the gal that does my hair, who's fabulous. I said, you know, she knows how I like to do crazy stuff with my hair. And I'm like, okay, it's just getting too long. Like I just want, I think I want to go short again. I want to, I don't know if I'm going to go short, short. I don't know if you guys know when I, right after I first started the Curious Girl Diaries, I cut my hair really, really short. It was very fun. And then I got bored with the short look, but, and grew it out. But I think I'm ready for, I'm going to do something different. So I'm going to go from long to definitely different. I have an idea. I have a haircut in mind. <laughs> hey, I'm moving. I may as well cut my hair. What else can I do? Like, really, like, literally, like, should I join a hippie commune while I'm at it? Like, this is not crisis mode. Trust me, this is actually freedom mode. And it feels fabulous. It feels fucking fabulous. So anyway, okay. The next thing I want to talk about is my Patreon. I know you guys are so sick of me just talking about it. Like when the fuck is she going to do this? 
I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry it's taken me this long. Let me tell you what I have done. I have loaded, I've created all the tiers. It's actually up on Patreon, but I haven't published it. And then I started hearing from different people, people that I'd had on the show that had Patreon and they gave me like little breadcrumbs. They were like, well, be careful about this. Be careful about that. But nobody ever really explained this fucking thing to me. So then me with my business self, I can force gump my way through anything and I can figure stuff out, but I don't want to be totally caught off guard. So let me say this. There's a lot of things I will free will my way through, but what I won't do guys is put less than a best foot forward for you guys, for my listeners who have been with me for five freaking years, who have followed me through all of this ups and downs all this stuff in my life. I don't want to come the first time I come out and you guys really get to officially meet me, like see me, see me, see me, see my face, interact with me. I will not do it half-assed. So that's what's been holding me back is that I don't want your first impression, if you become a patron, to be like, oh, geez, the list sucks. No, 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 no. I can't have that. Absolutely not. So you guys are, you are worth it. <laughs> you are worth the wait. You're worth all this stress and covexing and Google searching. I have scoured the internet and I'm not joking, scoured the internet for people who could advise me. I finally found someone and hired him. Yes, I had a session with him. I've booked another one. Let me tell you what this man filled my brain with in an hour was worth, I won't tell you what he charged, but it was it was low for what I got out of it. And I don't mean that that's not a slight on him. He is amazing, really. And I'm so grateful uh, that I got to chat with him and he gave me some fantastic advice. We have one more meeting. I'm going to put content in there. He's going to help me with it. I'm super, super excited. His name is Andrew and I wish I had a link. I'll put a link. I'm going to put a link to his page in the show notes. Okay. So I can, cause seriously, like uh, what he just did for me in one meeting was mind blowing. If anybody's thinking of starting a Patreon, you really, really, it's worth what he charges his hourly rate, which by the way, is in my opinion, nominal for the value that he gives you in one session. It's amazing. Now, granted, I will say this. I already had, I had gotten to a certain point. So I had figured out what my tiers are going to be for you guys, what the, you know, what you get at each tier and all that. So I'm super, super excited. I don't want to like dwell on this too much, but definitely want to say Andrew is a stud. He's a superstar. He has two amazing podcasts and I will put, go to the website, curiousgirldiaries.com. I'm going to put a link to all his stuff in the show notes so that you could reach out to him if you're interested in starting a Patreon yourself. He's amazing. First of all, you're not going to find anybody else. I was going to say, don't go to anybody else, but literally like nobody, nobody is teaching this stuff. I looked on YouTube. I went everywhere. I'm a master at like when I need to know something, tapping into resources. This was hard to do. I'm so surprised. There's a shortage of experts that are willing to share this knowledge. So at any rate, there you go. You love you guys. You're welcome. Andrew is the bomb. Okay. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Now. 
Oh, 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 here's the other thing. Here's the <laughs> here's the other little side note. I'm sorry. One, one last thing about the Patreon. I think what I'll do, this would be funny, right? When I, so once I get that going, it'll, I'll get it going before I move. And then my idea is I will have, for my patrons, I'm going to do some live broadcasts in the car as I'm like trucking my ass across the country with my car packed full of crap. First of all, I'm getting pods, packing my whole house up. They will ship that shit across the country for me, but my car will still have stuff that I need immediately, right? You know, just that I need. I will be traveling. This is no joke. I will be traveling across the country in my car, in my SUV with a bunny and a dog. (laughs) So, and hopefully you guys, right? Because I can actually set up my camera on my phone, maybe do some broadcasts while I'm driving. This will be a lot of fun. This will actually actually be a true, true sexual road trip. No more like metaphorical sexual road trip. It'll be a true sexual road trip. Maybe I'll plan it out and like know where I'm stopping and meet up with some hookups along the way. Don't put it past me. I know I laugh about this stuff, but you know, you know me, I'm just crazy enough to do this. Anyway, guys, it's going to be a really fun summer and I can't wait to get this Patreon going and meet you guys and have you be a part of it. Okay. The other thing... First of all, I was horny as fuck today and I masturbated. <sighs> Let me tell you. Oh my gosh. You know what I love about, like, I just, what I love about my sexuality is that I'm so in tune with my body. It's sexually, it's, I'm like a racehorse. Like, it's like a racehorse. It's a sex machine. It just wants to go. And I think I'm ovulating, which of course totally adds to that. Like, I can tell, you know, I can tell is, well, I'm so in tune with that stuff. But anyway, but you know what happens when I'm ovulating? Like when I I have side boob, right? You know, you, you know, the side boob. My arms, like my boobs are big. And when I like, when I'm ovulating, my boobs get sore. And if my arm brushes up against the side of my boobs, like I can feel it. I'm like, oh, when, and I just want to like squeeze them and like push them together. And I'm like, oh, they're like throbbing, begging to be like, they're swollen, like begging to be like bitten and sucked and just, oh, whatever, whatever you want to do with them. I mean, like, that's how crazy it is. Like you're the hormones that go through your body. It's just when you're ovulating, it's, ugh, you get crazy. You get crazy. Like in the streets, like I will rip you off the streets and let's have sex. <laughs> anyway. So in order to keep from doing that, just, which would be assault, right? Just ripping ma- random dudes off the street. I have to masturbate. So I'm like, all of a sudden I'm just like, I have to fucking masturbate. I can't, I, I don't care. Stop what I'm doing. I literally stopped what I'm doing. It delayed my day. It delayed the recording of all this. I had to do it. And so I decide, okay, I want my, I'm, how am I feeling? What am I feeling? Was it just so, you know, sometimes when you masturbate, it's just like a quick little, I need to knock this off. Or other just just be done with it. Well, other times it's like I really need to have a session with myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a session with myself. So today was I'm gonna have a session with myself. So I decide I'm gonna. It, it's full on. It's it's my lube. It's which my CBD lube. By the way, I have the CBD lube lube that has CBD in it. It's yeah. It's called Forin. I'm gonna try to let me see if I can put a link in the show notes to that too, just so you guys can try it out. So there's there's CBD in it. It's supposed to make extra sensitive. I'm not kidding because I kind of think it does. I'm not joking. Like I would not tell you, I wouldn't bullshit you. And by the way, I don't, I have no link or no code. Like I have no deal with them. I'm going to reach out to them though. I am. After this, I am. I'm going to reach out to them and be like, you know what? You need to let me sponsor you on my show because your lube works and 
it does make you more sensitive. So, okay. The lube, I mean, I'd go full bore. I'm getting the lube. I got the Hitachi. I got the, I get my big, big dildo, the big, big, the big boy. Okay. So I'm ready. I mean, I mean business. (laughs) Then I hit the usual snag. What the fuck am I going to watch for porn? So I'm trying to watch porn and it's the usual, like I'm hot and horny and I'm ready to go. And I've already started off with myself a little bit, right? I'm masturbating. I'm just getting going and I'm ready. I'm ready. And then I'm like, no, 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 wait, I want to watch some porn. I kind of want to take my time, tease a little bit, watch this, watch some porn. But the porno sometimes is a cock block. So I get on you porn. It's not the you porn that it used to be. It's all ads. They give you little snippets. It takes me for fucking ever. If you touch the wrong thing, cause I'm watching it on an iPad. If you touch the wrong thing on accident with your finger, then you're on an ad or you're like, it sends you off in this direction and opens up another window. You're like, no fuck wait. I just, I was right in the middle of what I wanted. And then you're hitting back, back, back and closing tabs. Anyway, I went through all that. But finally I did. I got into a groove. I found my little, like my latest little kink. It's the, it's the, I do, I search for taboo. I think like it's all this like naughty, like stepdad, daughter. Oh no, we shouldn't. Which, of course, you know, it's like, these are two grown adults. Nobody looks like the kid and the dad, but anyway, they just play that scenario out. I don't, I have no idea. Like, why is this crazy shit like pumping through my head? I don't know. I'm just, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a bit of a kinkster and you know, it's all fantasy. And so, you know, I'm, that's kind of my latest little thing like that. I've, you know, it shows you like what you've previously searched for. I'm like, yeah, that was hot. So I going back to that, same, I guess, producer, that group of people that, you know, that's their genre and they produce all, they, they kind of had the same stuff over and over. Well, the one that was super hot was like this nympho, uh, the one that really finally, finally got me off after I went through a bunch of stuff, you know, I had to sift through stuff like, nope, that's not doing it for me. Nope, 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 nope. And I hate that when you're masturbating, you just literally, it added an extra 30 minutes just searching for shit. But when I finally found it, the right storyline... <laughs> It was this uh, girl who, you know, she was a nympho and she was in a straight jacket and her doctors caught her masturbating again. And so her punishment was, of course, they both like their double team in her. You know, they're trying to like fuck, I guess, fuck the bad habits out of her. <laughs> anyway, it was very hot. But what's even better, better than that is I just, guys, I, oh, my pussy is so sensitive. It's so I'm so in tune with it. Like, I feel like a, like a 12 year old boy, like where you're so sensitive. Like I just have to hold myself back. Like I know. So I'm, I'm like rotating between, okay, if I'm totally using the dildo, hitting my G spot, hitting the right spots that right about to go over the edge. I'm like, no, 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 stop. I will move. I move the Hitachi way, way, way up. I mean, almost well above the, you know, like my pubic hair line on, on the top of my little landing strip because that just that little slight vibration. But when the dildo is just hitting the right angles, whether it's my A spot, whether it's like all the way back lately, just put it, just getting it all the way back, like where it's hitting my cervix is driving me wild, like wild because I can come that way and I, or I can come on my G spot or on my clit. Right. And so it's just like, and then when everything gets going, it's like there's an angle where I can passing the G spot every time and rubbing that right on the way to the A spot. And I've got the a little more going on in my clit. Oh my God. Anyway, the long and short of it was within 15 minutes, you know, I mean, I easily came twice and I was holding myself back, holding myself back. That was two times that I was, those were like mistakes. 
Those were like mistakes. I just lost control twice. And the second that I do, I can go right back to uh, pretty quickly having another one. (sighs) I love my body. I really do. I love the way it works. That's all I can say is I'm just like, I feel so lucky (laughs) to be able to get myself off like that. Fuck, it feels so good. I mean, it feels even better with, with a partner, but... You know, I'm not going to lie. This is a close, close second. And I certainly won't hang my head in shame about that. No, no, sir. Okay. So the what now onto the sort of the main subject. And this is a little bit hodgepodgey, this podcast. I get a lot of questions about dominant men. You know, like, what do you like about dominant men? Why does it have to be a dominant man? What makes a dominant man? Dominant men are asking me how to be a dominant man, where they can go to learn about this stuff. And I've said before, I don't know that I can teach a man how to be a dominant man because you kind of, it's sort of really who you are. But let's assume that maybe you haven't brought out fully. It takes the right person to bring it out. And interestingly enough, the dominant males that I talked to always referenced that there was some unique woman that they crossed paths with that knew more about it that brought that out in them. Since I'm only going to have sexual encounters with a limited number of people, maybe this might help. Okay. I'll do my best to help men who have asked me about this. I'll do my best to tell you what it is about me, not about me. I'm sorry, what it is to me when I cross paths with a dominant man, what the signals are, how someone like me reads it, picks up on it, what it does to me. And also conversely, then women, hopefully when they hear this, they'll start queuing in on, oh, like, you know, boom, boom, boom. If you're not sure if you're dealing with a dominant male or not, this will kind of help you decipher it. So I just hope it's informative and it's a little bit of a roadmap. Okay. First of all, dominant men just, they don't go announcing, this might be more for women. They don't go announcing to you that they're a dominant man. They, they really will never say that. The dominant men that I have been with do not say that. They don't say that they're like giving themselves that label. I'm a dom. I'm looking for a submissive. They really actually don't approach you like that. They just approach you to feel out who you are. They're really not talking about themselves that much, quite frankly, because dominant men don't need to. The first thing they're going to be thinking that's on their mind is more so just qualifying you, figuring you out. You're the puzzle. And they're kind of genuinely fascinated by that. They want to know, they want to study you a bit. They want to know what makes you tick. And if you noticed a man is taking specific interest in just various things about your day, maybe about what you're eating, what you do, how you take care of yourself, what things matter to you, what you like sexually, that's kind of the first little indicator as you start moving forward and you're getting a little more intimate, they're not, again, they're just, they're not going to come full throttle at you because they respect boundaries and they don't really know necessarily what the boundaries are. They may try to ask, they may be very specific and direct in their questions, but they're going to take that tentatively, whatever information they've gathered, whatever is important to them. And then they're going to start sort of trialing it to see where your boundaries are. And you'll genuinely never feel like tense. It feels natural. It flows. It's not like 
they just come and grab you and start forcing you to do anything. That is porno shit. That's fantasy shit. That's that's something different. Like literally when a true dominant is qualifying you because they will start doing that. You may be, you know, a real seasoned submissive has her method too, but honestly, a true dominant man is just going to, they're going to go right into that mode because they want to, it's important to them. They know what their lane is. They know what they're looking for. And they probably genuinely don't want to mess around with anybody that's not in that lane. And so they're going to feel it out and it won't be in this super overly aggressive kind of way. And they're not announcing it either. And so it's subtle. And so this is why I think it's hard for sometimes women to decipher. Like it snuck up on me. I didn't see it till after the fact. It was retrospective. I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at exactly what that guy did. He was a master at that. He just, whoop, you know, I was in his lane. He wasn't in mine. I was in his lane on his ride. I was, I was riding the, he was in control. I didn't realize it because it was that subtle. And I pick up on stuff. I'm a, you know, I'm not totally, I'm not a ding dong. So but so then as it progresses, they are, they watch everything. They watch the cues from your body. They're a very observant, hyper observant. They're going to pay attention. They're going to, they'll ask, they'll apply it. And it's not going to be this fumble mumble, you know, when you first meet somebody and you're just kind of smashing body parts together. It's never like that. It's smooth. (laughs) It's, it's smooth. And it's always, it's the weirdest thing. It's always that they just open the door and direct you subtly, very gently. And then, like I said, you're in their lane and they take you on a journey. Each experience, each sexual encounter is like that. And so again, when you meet somebody right away and they're like, who's your daddy spanking you and giving you commands that just don't apply to somebody that you don't know and you don't have a deep connection with, that's a dead giveaway. Like that is not a dominant. Maybe it's a misinformed one. I mean, maybe it's not fair to say. I still kind of believe that inherently at their core, those are guys that just want to role play. And again, there's nothing wrong with role play. I just want to help people define what the lane is and what it isn't. There's nothing wrong with walking in with a straight, you know, meeting up with a stranger and saying, we're meeting up because we're going to do this. I have a, a rape fantasy or I have a, you're going to walk me around on a leash and a collar, or I really have this fantasy about being spanked and told I'm a naughty girl. And, and then you're playing with my pussy and you're making me, you're teasing me, you know, what, whatever. There's no, there's no, I'm not shaming anybody for how they do things, but I do know what something is and what something isn't. There's a big gray area, but I want to be clear on the fact that really, really dominant men don't have to announce it. You will know over time. It will be glaringly obvious. It's that speak softly and carry a big stick. It's like, you know, like with Mr. Big. I mean, they don't, he's a different kind of a dominant. It's different. But like, if anybody, like, let me just tell you, if you cross the line with him, you will know. If somebody's fucking with me or he thinks somebody's fucking with me, I see a completely different man come out 
And dominants are generally, you know, kind of a little bit more reserved because they just know, they know what they know about themselves. They have a certain confidence. They don't, that's why they don't need to announce it. Like, oh, hey, I'm a party girl. I'm fun, blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, if you really are, you don't need to announce it. You know, you don't need to put it out there. It will be obvious over time, right? So that's how this goes. And I got to say, like, dominant men just make the best lovers because there's, because while you see a lot of this stuff about, you usually see, I think the stuff that you see like in porn and in movies, you know, it tends to be a lot about the submission and which women have, I shouldn't just say women, but people have this like reaction to like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. We're evolved. Women are evolved. They shouldn't be treated like that. Blah, blah. It has absolutely nothing with disrespect and it has everything to do with the utmost respect. I want people to get that clear. It, it's a clear and defined respect for your boundaries and for your body and for what you're bringing and what they're bringing. And it takes just this incredible amount of openness and honestness and communication. You can't bullshit your way through it. You cannot. You just can't. It doesn't work that way. But what you get from it in return is amazing. A dominant man looks out for you. He's looking out for you. You don't even know it. And he's just like, it's the stuff you catch in your review mirror. As you become more seasoned, you will pick up on it. But even though your kink in the bedroom may be forceful and can be a little rough or brutal, frankly, you know, depending on how far you want to go with it. In general, overall, these are men that are caring for you, looking out for you. They're like watching over you. I mean, it really is the coolest thing like to experience. And the way I'm, the reason I'm talking about the stuff outside of the bedroom is probably like, talk about the stuff in the bedroom. I'll get there. I will. But it all goes hand in hand. So if you want a guy that's attentive, wants to know about your day, is genuinely interested in you and how you tick and wants to master that little puzzle that finds you fascinating. And also probably somewhat, there's a little bit of they want to conquer that too. They want to conquer that. You have to be a woman worthy of their dominance and they have to be worthy of your submission. So it has to be this good match. It's not like when it's right on, it's the perfect balance. Nobody, it's not inequitous at all. And I think that people feel like it's just, oh, it's the woman submitting and it's the man doing, getting away with all this stuff. And yeah, it is when you're role-playing this shit with some ding-dong. Absolutely it is. It's just him telling you, you know, what he wants and what to do just so, you know, and he's getting off on it, but what's it doing for you? Yeah, that is not, that is not, dom- that's not a dominant submissive dynamic. That's just you're role-playing with a bad actor, (laughs) quite frankly. You're role-playing with a bad actor. And in that case, I hope you're getting paid for it because otherwise you're really not going to get anything out of it. It's empty. It doesn't have, there's nothing to it. If it gets you off sexually and you don't mind it, more power to you. But just know that that is not true. That's not a true DS dynamic. Now, the good stuff about the sex is that it will be the best sex of your life. It will be, it will blow you away. You will go deeper and be more connected with somebody than you ever thought. It's all the stuff that you see in the movies portrayed in a vanilla way. You will get there through this dynamic. You will get deeper into yourself, be more open more in sync with another human being than you ever, ever possibly thought that you could. And it's so interesting to me that I found my way 
to that through sex. <laughs> Who knew? Who freaking knew? Because it just demands it. It demands it. If you're going to do it right, it's all encompassing. It's in and out of the bedroom. It's not just in the bedroom. If it's only in the bedroom, I would suggest very, you know, not judgmentally that you're just role playing. And again, nothing wrong with that. I just want to kind of be clear with people and separate it out because I think what I've seen is there's just a lot of misconception and confusion about it. And I'm still learning myself. So I do not consider myself the foremost authority. I don't know that I'll ever, as the more I explore it, I don't think that I'll ever say that I'm the foremost authority. I can only share with with what my hot, sexy experiences have been. And you guys, I've documented this stuff. So go back and listen to the podcast. If, if there's a mention of BDSM in the title or specific partner that you know that the, I did that with, listen to it. Pick up listen to the dynamic, pick up on the stuff that we're talking about, pick up on the stuff that I admit to and talk about just to you guys. And you'll see what it's all about. You'll get a decent idea about it. So if you're a guy, and this is, I guess I really did this for the amount of, it's surprising to me, the amount of men that have asked me how to know if they are and for resources and things like that. And I feel bad because I really feel like I can't teach you about that. Another man can. And there's a, you can listen to, there are dominant men out there, which by the way, I'm going to have two dominant men, two dominants on my podcast. I can't wait. That should be coming in the next week, week and a half. I'm super excited about that. And uh, I'm just going to try to help explore that a little bit more. And then the last thing I want to mention is I do have a very exciting little vacay planned with the someone. So I'm basically going there to fuck the shit out of this, the living shit out of this poor man. So I'll think he's welcome in advance. (laughs) So I'll see if I can get him on a podcast with me while I'm there with him. Not obviously in the middle of our act, but just, you know, I know you guys love the juicy details. I know how you are. I love juicy details too. I mean, I know that's why you listen. Don't worry. I'm here to give it to you. So that's coming up in a few weeks and just lots of good stuff. Well, I hope everybody's having a great weekend. I hope you're feeling sexy. I hope you're wanting to get out there, do more fun stuff for the summer. I highly, highly encourage you to have more sex this summer. Just make it a goal. Like you got 90 days, like literally, where are you at? How much sex have you had in the past few weeks? If it's zero, well, then if you do it once in 90 days, that's 100% growth. (laughs) But set a goal for yourself and really try to crank it up. Come on, guys. I mean, I know you have it in you. I know you do. I know you do because I see the comments that you send me. I get the voicemails. I get the emails. I know you little perverts out there. You're just, some of you are a thousand percent way naughtier than me. You put me to shame. So, Guys, summer's coming up. Let's make it like the set. We're coming off of this COVID thing. I think things are finally loosening up. Let's just go fuck our brains out. Like literally, we have to make up for the COVID years. We've got to make up. We have lost time here, okay? Let's put it in high gear. Let's make this the sexiest summer we've ever had, all right? I wanna hear your stories. Share your stories with me. When my Patreon comes out, please become a patron. 
because we're going to have lots and lots of fun. We're going to get to really interact personally. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see your faces. You get to see mine. Well, I don't know if I'm going to see your face. I shouldn't say it like that. You will see mine. I'm trying to figure out what type of, um, I guess, like when we do our monthly calls, I will have a monthly live call. Will I be able to see you? These are the just the fine-tuning little details. And maybe some of you don't want to be seen. You just want like a little, you know, I gotta find a platform that allows me the that kind of feedback where people can see each other if they want, if they allow it or not. Or not. So anyway, all right. Well, there you go. Guys, I love you. Stay safe. Keep it sexy. Masturbate a lot this weekend. How about that? Why don't you guys masturbate? Send me some voicemails. Tell me how it went. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.